0: Greetings all and welcome to Margin Call, the podcast and editorial meeting for Quest On Media. I'm your host, Russell Morse. Uh, today's episode is very exciting for many reasons, but the number one reason that it's exciting is because Margin Call finally, at long last, is joining forces with our sibling podcast, Geek Force. How is this possible, you ask? Well, we finally found a way to blend pressing, urgent political, crucial news with popular culture. I mean, I guess we do that sometimes anyway, but it just felt so pressing and so necessary that we brought in our friend Kat, who you know, of course, from Geek Force. If you're a listener of Margin Call, you should be a listener of Geek Force. If you're not, get out there and find Geek Force. It's an excellent show. We're very proud to call them our sibling show. Um, Because today we're going to be talking about pop culture in the age of Corona, COVID-19. Uh, There's a lot that we can talk about Obviously people are spending so much time at home that they're running out of content I never knew that the 21st century would run out of content, but it's happening And we're also discovering that there's a lot of content out there that's relevant to what people are experiencing Some that we've discussed already, some that we haven't discussed I want to welcome everybody, Kat, I'm so excited to be co-hosting an episode with you This is unprecedented, it's a historical moment, I hope we can do it Lots more times now that everybody's hanging out at home and the safest thing people can do is remotely record a podcast, right? I feel like I'm doing my part to to stop the spread. Uh with us, of course, is Marlon, who I've been on episodes of Geek Force with before. One episode. Is it one? Have I was I I was on two episodes of Geek Force. Mm-hmm. All right. Two?
1: episodes.
0: you think I'm stretching my credentials? I'm padding. I thought, my it, was, I
1: thought it was one. I'm gonna
2: say two. Uh-huh. One Geek Force and then one Martian Call. Yeah, I mean, that's Level 4
0: B Force. That That's might true. be it. That's um, true, because we would do a pop culture episode before there was Geek Force. Mm-hmm. All right. That works for me. Right. Uh, so I want to welcome you, 2 I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be co-hosting. And as always, I want to shout out our producer, e who keeps us on task and reminds us that even if you get a new laptop, you still have to use the mic, whether or not you have a USB input, because sound on a podcast matters. So thank you, e for always keeping me on task and sounding good. Well, as you guys know, I have a hard time paying attention like I can't I can't binge right I don't know what it is it's probably a gift more than anything so more often than not I end up watching a movie than a show all right so uh I don't know how many of you guys have seen this movie but it's got a lot of social relevance for many many reasons invisible man did you guys see invisible man anybody all right yes. saw it cat saw it okay I
1: was like you,
0: I you You can make your decision about whether you want to watch this or not based on our description. I'm not saying you're missing out by not having seen it. Uh, But first of all, it's relevant because this movie was in theaters, right? Like this movie came out of theaters right before we started shutting down public spaces. And, you know, the studio realized that no one was going to be going to the movie. So they released it much, much earlier. They sent it to streaming platforms right away, right? So I was interested, uh, hanging out at home, the only option was a purchase option, right? Or no rent. You couldn't buy it. You could only rent it and you had to rent it for 1999, 20 bucks. Right. But I also thought like, well, if I was going to see it in theaters, I would have paid at least that much for, you know, me and my girl to go, whatever. So it's worth it. Uh, first of all, excellent film. And I, I think I can say it's very well made. Uh, there's uh, all the, all the relevance aside, just as a horror film you guys know like i'm a person who doesn't really like scary movies not because i'm scared of being scared but because i just think that genre usually is not for me Uh, but in this instance it's so well done there's a set piece like the first five or ten minutes where she's you know escaping from her abusive husband that is some of the most suspenseful and exciting uh Stuff I've seen in a movie in a long, long time. Uh, So, you know, there's obviously a lot of social relevance in the film. Uh, Invisible Man is, a, you know, there have been a lot of Hollywood films made about Invisible Man. It's a book that's about 100 years old. um, But they've adapted the premise so that it has a lot more modern relevance right so this woman for those who haven't seen the film uh is in a very abusive relationship with her husband he controls her whole life doesn't let her go out it's like brainwashing he's physically abusive sexually abusive Uh, finally she decides to get out of his house unfortunately he's like a brilliant tech guy and he works in optics so he's invented a suit that you can wear so that you're invisible so he stalks her and the whole movie is like her having a stalker who is invisible which is I mean there's plenty of social relevance there obviously because we're having a lot of conversations around like predatory male behavior and um, abusive relationships and domestic violence and there's just been a lot more attention paid to that so it, it gives this film kind of like an increased social relevance which i think a lot of reviewers have noticed that but it's a big part of the reason to watch it like it's not just a scary movie it's also about like something that's very serious and and relatable and it adds another level of menace like there have been a lot of movies made about like somebody having a stalker right but having an invisible stalker it really creates it creates like a wonderful level of tension but the third point that i haven't heard people talk about and and I'll ask you guys if you think I'm on to something here is the idea of coronavirus, right. And what all of our fear is right now is contracting something, right? Like we don't want to get sick. There's a, there's something that can kill you that's out there, but you can't see it. Right? Like, so you have to just assume everywhere you go, it's there. You have to assume, you know, any person's hand that you touch, you have to assume if you're in the grocery store and you're touching a cart, like it makes you so fearful in the world because it's an invisible menace, right? And there's no way for these filmmakers to have seen that coming. But as I was watching the film, I was like, this woman is acting in the way that we act with, like she's looking at an empty chair and she's trying to figure out like, is he sitting there? You know what I mean? Like, And, and sometimes she sees him or thinks he's there when he's not there. There's all kinds of like wonderful camera play, but it just reminded me like what is so specifically menacing about this virus and any virus really, but this one in particular, because it's new and because it's deadly or more deadly than many others. uh, I say, you just don't know where it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess our, you know, the villain of yesteryear was like a terrorist or something or like a mass shooter. You know what I mean? But once somebody starts shooting, like, you know what I mean? You know, you can run the other way or whatever. You can identify the menace. Uh, But the idea that it's invisible is like haunting. And it gave this film, I felt like another level of, of relevance but i you know kat you saw the movie am i crazy here by kind of like projecting that onto it or <laughs> or am i on am i on to something
3: you're on to something um when i saw this movie for me uh it was slightly triggering because of the stuff she would talk about with her ex and so like in my experience i felt everything like there's a way when a woman describes a an ex and the way she said it in the tone and stuff, I, I was like, girl, I am 200% there with you. Like, I went through the exact same thing. Not to the extreme extent that she went through, but I was like, the way she said that, I was like, it really made me already on her side before the movie started. And I was like, then I had to be like, did a woman write and direct this? And yes, a woman wrote and directed. So I was like, it. I really liked how you already are getting kind of comfortable with the main character and that was really important because later on in the movie you know this man is invisible only she can see him so if you looked at it if you did not see her or like got close to her in the beginning and you're just seeing it as like how the other characters seen seeing her she looked like she was losing her cr- like she was losing her mind she looked crazy yeah. you know yeah. stuff was happening out of control she's the only one there and they're just like you know they had to like lock her up
0: she, yeah nobody believed her. her and her I was friend like who let her stay with her right. uh, thought that he that she had punched uh his daughter in the face that even the daughter thought that she had punched that her in the face was
3: a scary scene i was like that scene was
0: wild that, not really as like, scary as, like, as the like, work, the restaurants <laughs> exactly. but but there, were,
1: but there were but there were points where i felt like the writing just wasn't on par like no, when, when, when someone <laughs> punches your daughter you get the fuck like, don't leave her there you tell her to go you stay there right. like, i didn't understand that i was like why are you leaving when she should be leaving and that just didn't right. make sense to me that was like that, a weird part, i didn't get that,
3: that that part i was trying to rationalize yeah but I mean, he, was didn't.
1: A, he was
0: upset with her right like he was not like giving her he, he didn't let it slide unless he, said, unless he, he really said, really, really cared about her
3: right but well, i like, think he
0: probably knew that she was in danger too and like putting her out of the house i don't know i mean i, I, I don't know, know he was, was really, a cop i, I don't know like how that.
3: cops think so he was doing yeah. some crazy ass thinking he was going for make, a long it fucking time it didn't make sense <laughs> to me where he would take her but whatever you know um and then just other scenes of like like i'm like people not doing their job because obviously she got away with some stuff like when stuff went down i was like when be someone at the front desk but you're telling her to stop y'all didn't see what happened on the camera and y'all just standing there like where's the back i was like okay.
0: you mean when she was in the psych hospital she was trying to escape from yeah, the psych hospital and like the yeah. stuff was
3: on camera and that then seems, she's running that out the front like door and you know they're, how, looking, like, they're looking you know they're looking like, hey you and i'm like did you not see what happened on the camera Lock down the place and they're just like Hey, go get her, and I'm like, You okay? Whatever they you know.
0: came in waves, the way that like bad guys in a video game come. Like, they, they come three, <laughs> boom, 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 you take you're, them out, you're right? You're right? right. You, identical three guys come, boom, 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 take them out, you know?
3: Right, like, even the dude he saw her already on the ground, like this, and like he yeah. already pulled out a gun. Da, 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 da. I was like, dude, she's unarmed; Listen, she's a patient. No Why would you pull is, a gun on her? Like, I was just like, no person's that don't brain
0: is prepared for an invisible human. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's not something that you consider. Like, all you know is that all your friends got their ass beat. You don't. You don't think, oh, maybe there's a guy who has a suit that makes him invisible, and he's in here. <laughs> beating everybody's ass your brain comes in you see there's a woman who's trying to escape maybe she's you know some kind of like martial arts master you know what i mean like no one no one is prepared for an invisible man he just see, like in the defense like, of the film yeah she's like
3: this you're already yeah. okay whatever cops yeah. and then the are, crazy thing is this is set in san francisco of course so i was like there were scenes where I was like, okay, and then some of the parts I was just like, where are they? This is not, I, not
1: wow. San
0: Francisco. I, I I not San Francisco. That <laughs> Every scene of that film was shot in Australia. Every single scene. Oh, there wow. They got some stock footage at the Golden Gate Bridge that Min yeah. probably shot, you know. And then- <laughs> <laughs> he is not a drone yet. so no. Min is, you know, our, our stock footage hustler. Um, it, and it was good. It's a good hustle, but then that's it. Everything else was completely unrecognizable in terms of as, as the right. Bay Area, but everything else was shot in Australia. That's fine, whatever. I mean, we're going to be okay. picky I was because of like, the Bay area people, but yes. Yeah. The yeah. streets
1: were so clean. That's how yeah. I felt <laughs> when I watched uh um that apes movie and I was like that is not a bar I station. Just, <laughs>
3: right. That's not a bar <laughs> station.
2: That's, yes. No. I it agree. Is right. now. So yeah, that she movie came. was <laughs> There's <laughs> no one's there. I'm sure all this is here now. Um, is. Ha, ha ha ha
1: ha ha Funny.
3: <laughs> so, uh, like, it was a pretty great movie. It was really suspenseful. I think. Yeah. Uh, I did hear there was gonna be a sequel, which okay well
0: here this is a thing where i get to actually be a geek force person because i have some inside information about why they made an invisible man movie all right Uh, apparently universal owns the rights to all these old um movies that came out in the 40s that we associate with like kind of like classic monsters they're called classic monsters so
3: so
0: so the The dark universe Well, they wanted to make their own kind of like Marvel like Universe style. Godzilla,
3: King Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Godzilla. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. The You're mummy. Probably exactly right. coming up. Yes. Exactly, gotcha, so they gotcha. wanted to build, they wanted them all to have their own film and then mm-hmm. they could just like Marvel did and then have p- them join forces and whatever. I don't know what their ultimate vision was, but Universal wanted to have their own intellectual property that had a universe. Hmm. But... Uh, apparently it failed or they called it off because the The first one that came out was the mummy, exactly. 2017, the Tom Cruise mummy was the one that was supposed to start it off. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. I had
2: to see it. In case it popped out, let
0: me see the beginning of this
2: dark cinematic universe. Okay, it's terrible. But they put a lot of lore into this
0: movie for it to fail. Uh, Yeah. So Mm. then, I mean, just one movie went back so they canceled the whole plan. From, and they're still going to do standalone movies, mm-hmm. I guess. But they're not going to try and make it like this full intellectual property universe where people interact with yeah. it. What's I wild is, what is that, you know. that
2: whole cover photo of all the they had Johnny Depp was going to be an Invisible Man. Yes, Johnny Depp was going to be. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was Jackal and Hyde? They oh, had I didn't a whole, know that. Like, like a photo spread of all these actors. Like, <gasps> this is our Dark Universe yeah. team. Yeah, and yeah. And mommy just ruined them. Oh,
0: I mean, and it's one free. Wonder. That's fine.
3: I mean,
0: you can move on. You just move on. You know, I mean, they're going to make another X-Men, even though this last X-Men was trash. Uh, really. That's Let's not
1: get <laughs> into a three-hour conversation. Can't. Let's not do that. Let's not
2: do that right now. I'm just I saying. I surprised that they folded up and said, we're going to go home. Like, Y'all got to do some more movie. Y'all got to try it's it That's still now. a good
0: idea. And Invisible Man is so popular and was such a good movie that I want to see that Russell Crowe. Uh, Jekyll, Mr. mr Hyde, oh, you know, he was in the mummy,
2: he was he was he was
0: in the mummy as well.
2: Like, they, oh, they, they really shoehorn yeah, yeah. And he had a whole scene being I, like, there are other darker forces that we had, like, connected to. He was like, oh. nice. his, he, he was turning into mr Mr. Hyde at some point, and he was getting bigger, and he had to like stab his hand with some serum to like calm himself down. Uh-huh. Like, they put I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Stuff.
3: Wait, what?
2: Yeah. And I feel like people only like the Invisible Man because it was not attached to like- this whole dark universe because they would have done terrible had they had to try to sell this movie and these other five movies along the way. Yeah. But maybe they should have done it this way, just like a standalone film.
0: And then at some point tie it in, but yeah, they. But that, I mean, that, didn't Marvel do that? I mean, it's like but Iron Marvel Man came out. Know, yeah, everybody thread. had their own movie, and then they yeah. then and I mean, think they, they, they threw Man. everything. And, like,
2: you're looking at everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. Iron Man was really good, and that's the reason that the whole Marvel universe succeeded is that people, are like, hey, did you true. know superhero movies can be good? Here we
3: Universal are. really tried to have an MCU.
2: They had a creatures. special logo before the movie. A- it
3: sounds like they're trying to do League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah, but
2: they had a logo that came on before the movie started that said they Universal's Dark Universe. They had a full logo prepared. Why for these did they films. use the word universe? Are you right?
1: serious? They now I put watch it in now. so much
2: money on this <laughs> one movie. <laughs> Can we do this because they're like, yo, we're gonna kill it. This movie's gonna okay. gonna do bank. And they had the logo. They had, like they had like the universal logo, and like it, like a whole like eclipse happened, I'm and like crazy. it got dark and greedy, and it was like dark universe. And then, the wow. was and then it was terrible.
0: They gone. shot their
3: shot. They tried more like Dark Phoenix Part Two.
2: We had ah. one episode devoted to it and it ended up being in four episodes afterwards. So we're just not doing that. <laughs> so you're telling me Dark Phoenix
0: is yeah. the break no, of yeah. No, stop
1: mentioning it. This isn't gonna end well. Did you guys know? It was
3: on HBO
0: no. last
1: weekend. With I my know, friend's I I, I, wasn't yeah, I it it the anyway. was like
3: Tag. No. It's because he heard my podcast episode, so he did it on purpose. And I was like, I am not watching this movie by myself because I might do something crazy. So I will ignore this post. <laughs> I move and keep it moving. And then, and then I saw on Twitter people were posting clips of Dark Phoenix, and I was just like, oh. and that's why it should be called X X Women or whatever. And I was like, oh, here we go again.
0: Let's here, speaking of here, we go again. It sounds like you guys are having, starting to have another Dark Phoenix conversation. <laughs> we warned right, you. We warned I'm shutting, you, it, down. I'm shutting you. it down. I'm shutting it down. I'm shutting it down because I want to talk about. Well, I want to talk about Contagion because Contagion for a while has been the number one movie in the country. Everybody's streaming it for obvious reasons. I I rewatched it for your sake, and it was. And tell
1: me cannot, what you thought. I cannot watch it right now. It's it was.
0: Another, there were so many things Francisco that were movie, similar
1: <laughs> to right now. What?
0: Also, a San Francisco movie, by the way.
1: <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. I, yeah. Oh crap! Um, yeah. It was very. It felt very similar to right now, with the exception of um, people staying home. That was like, the only thing that I didn't hear them say. Um, oh yeah, but it felt. Home. It felt like it felt like today. I was like, oh yeah. shit, this is. Yeah. Like, and they used it, they used a lot of terms that we're using today, like mm-hmm. um, just like a social. Um, Um, you know whatever Um,
0: yeah
1: yeah, it was weirdly with the exception of of, of people like dying like randomly on the street like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that didn't happen that hasn't happened
0: yet yet, but
1: it, it felt very it felt like now which was very, I like, oh, it was well. very informative, like in terms mm-hmm. of the yeah. science
0: of a virus. Like, Kate Winslet's character, you know, she's a doctor, uh, no. so she's like giving a presentation to these other public health professionals about how viruses spread. It's only like five or ten minutes, but I was like, damn, Kate Winslet, you're really breaking it down. I learned what an R naught number is, you know, and now everybody on the news is talking about R naught numbers, but I guess that's the amount of people. If one person becomes infected, the amount of people that they infect on mm-hmm. average, mm-hmm. right? So right. I guess for the flu, it's like it's one, uh, and for uh, COVID nineteen, it's two point three or whatever, you right, know. Right, right, uh, right. But now I understand the math and why it's all these exponential increases. Is because I felt mm. like, oh, I got the scientific logic. The, the my favorite character, the most interesting character, obviously, is Jude Law. Right, because Jude Law is in, very interested in misinformation, and he is using technology to spread fake news about the virus so that he can sell a fake cure. Like it's a very compelling, and, and in some ways, that character was like a precursor to everything we saw. Like if you look at the 2016 election, all these people like spreading fake information about you know, how easy it is just to disseminate disinformation because of the internet. Uh, was the Ukraine this- personified. He was, yes. He was one man. He was the one man Ukraine army.
1: <laughs> Question for uh, you, Russell. Uh, yeah. that the place where he would have his secret meetings, did you feel a certain way about where he picked to have his secret meetings at?
0: Oh, in Golden in the Gate Park. Park, you mean?
1: Yeah, like, it was this, yeah. like, the, the open area. Like, this jail. is yeah, not was a, a secret jail. meeting. Who has secret meetings here?
0: It's dramatic.
1: <laughs> Drug oh, God. healers. It just, it just, I, I didn't believe it. I was like, this is bullshit. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> so they're always dumb.
2: doing things that just look in cool. In Game of, of Thrones, are always in the garden talking, and that's open space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's
1: a whole other bombshell, <laughs> Marlon. Or walking down the street. To a tea party. Or in a brothel. See, that's
0: another thing I'm not gonna say. Uh, thank you. We have we have young listeners. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> at least I hope we don't. <laughs> My the other character. This is something that just came up in the news that I, I kind of have a personal connection to, which is in the film Lawrence Fishburne's character w- works at the CDC. He's like the head of CDC or very high up, right? So he gets news about how dangerous things are going to be first. And so he's, even though he's not supposed to release this information until it becomes public, he calls people that he cares about and tells them, like, hey, listen, you know, get out of Atlanta right now or whatever, right? And this janitor sees him giving that information to people. And the janitor's like, hey, man, like it would be nice if we had that info. He kind of like confronts him about it. Right. The janitor, character. The, the film resolves once they finally have a vaccine. Lawrence Fishburne like goes and gives his own personal vaccine to the janitor's son. You know, it's like a very nice resolution in that storyline. But if there's something that's happening right now, which reminds me of this, which is. There is a drug that's, that is for people who have rheumatoid arthritis, right? And the reason I know about this, because my partner, Sophia has rheumatoid arthritis and she takes this drug, Plaquenil, right? Like helps with swelling and joints. There's like a lot of pain. It's one of the only drugs she's fine. She's found that actually helps with the symptoms. Um, But she can't get it at a pharmacy. She like goes to the pharmacy, like, oh, we're all out. We don't have any Plaquenil, and we didn't, you know, she didn't know why. She was asking her doctor. Her doctor didn't know why. And then we started to read in the news that you know people are talking about they're testing different medications. We saw, oh, Plaquenil is one of the drugs that they're testing that might be helpful in treating the virus. So at first I thought, okay, that makes sense that they're using the supply of Plaquenil to test it to see if it'll work. In in that sense, okay, that kind of makes sense, but. I saw a news report that the actual explanation is that doctors heard that COVID, that uh, Plaquenil could be treated, could potentially be used to treat COVID-19. So doctors are hoarding many, 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 many doctors are hoarding the supply for themselves and for their family members. If it ends up being like a real treatment. Right. Wow. So it's like, there are two things going on. One people who have rheumatoid arthritis who need this drug, right. Like my partner who's like in a lot of pain, Um, can't get access to it. And if eventually this does become something that we could use to treat people with, Oh, there's only a certain class of people, you know, it's like a certain group of people who have it. It's kind of like a toilet. It's like, it's not exactly like it, but it's like the toilet paper thing. If everybody goes out and buys toilet paper for a year, then the next person who comes around isn't going to have it, you know? Um, so I, when I saw Lawrence Fishburne's character, I kind of put all these things together and I was like, yo man, that that's what people do. And in some ways you understand that impulse. Cause it's like, you want to take care of your family. You want to take care of your people. Um, but in a time like this, it's very easy to kind of like, you know, information be, becomes currency you know? So another... Is she
2: okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's
0: good. she's good. Yeah, she, her okay. doctor is a, she's a really good, he's a really good doctor and like called around and found like a pharmacy that had it or whatever, you know, so she's good. But I don't know, other people might not have that. Like New York, we live in New York City, there's hundreds of pharmacies, but like if you live somewhere where you only got a couple Walgreens or whatever, you know, like there are other people who, who might not be able to do that. So anyway, another kind of like interesting side note, but something that they saw happening potentially the people who made uh, Contagion. Another reason why it's relevant. Uh, Kat, did you say you couldn't handle a, a watching well, this so, real. So,
3: I saw this movie when it first came out long time ago. It was the scariest movie I've ever seen. Like,
0: <laughs> At the time, you mean like not now, like when you saw it. Well,
3: okay, so... You know, how I literally live in movie. When I watch a movie, I all my senses are exposed to the movie. So I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, this can really happen. Like this can really, really happen." And because everything was so realistic as far as like how people were handling things, the stuff they were saying, how humans were humans were acting, I was like, "This is a movie, but this is the future." Like I remember thinking that, and I never watched it again because every time I was seeing it on TV, I was like, "I can't watch it because." That is like a real like a reality I don't want to be exposed to. And so no. when this stuff started coming out, I automatically thought of this movie because of the way it started. I was like, this sounds like contagion. And side note, when my friends, my friends who are in Korea, because they were their teachers over there, and that's they were the ones that got like were hearing more about that more than me. They said the only thing that was on TV were all these like outbreak movies, like Outbreak, Contagion. All these movies were on TV, and my friends were like, "Why are they showing this on TV?" It's like putting more of that media on there. And they the were
0: people just like, "What just, they want, I right?" They were just like, "Services, like it's the number one when you go to right, like top rated is. or whatever." It's like everybody's so my watching it. it like yeah.
3: three times. That was the only thing on TV. And it's, like, it's, it's so scary. I was like, I don't know how y'all are doing that. So like. Knowing that movie and seeing how this was falling out, I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is, now I can't stand that movie because it just, predict... it laid out everything. Like, I don't blame you,
0: I'm sure there are a lot I of just... people who do that And I was like, it. every
3: time, like, just the the scene, just the, the scenes that really bother me, is just the way how good of Paltrow dies on that table, when yeah. you get to the end of the movie and you see how it started and how it spread, oh my gosh, it just, ugh, yeah. I'm getting flashbacks and I'm just, ugh. Ugh, yeah. Like those are just one
1: of those movies I just can't
0: watch. Just the blame hand. the bats. <laughs> it, can, it does get cured. They develop a vaccine. I think very that's good. The silver it's, lining
2: about the thing, and which I think people are watching. Because yes, it's going to scare you, but also say hey, listen, this is going to be scary, but we're going to have a cure, and wash your damn hands. So I feel like it's like yeah, it's scary, <laughs> but we're going to cure it, and even when this is over, wash your hands. And stop touching your yeah. face. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, 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 and-
3: Right. And so like, I did like how that kind of ended like that. And another movie that I kind of thought of during this time was Planet of the Apes, because again, even though their virus wasn't a virus, it just kind of, it was like the opposite of like how it spread among the primates and how that kind of just, I don't know. I watched those two movies back to back a long time ago and I was just like, there's so much similarities. But with this, if you watch Contagion, watch Planet And then that just brings my whole, I have so many questions of like, what, what life look like in the future, you know, when things have settled down, are we going to start all the stuff we made accessible? Are we going to continue with that? All the money, people, like the workers, the central workers working, you know, they're getting little pay raises. Are they going to continue to get paid at that rate? Um, are, are we going to start be more accommodating with working from home, teaching from home? You know, like there's so, I have so many questions because I know, and even in my situation, I'm working for home, but I've been wanting to work for home for so long. I'm like, I prefer it. Like, I really just want to do it, you know. But I don't know if my job's going to be like, yeah, we don't want to do that for you.
0: Uh, I do. My last thing is a is a, I think at this point almost an obscure reference even among geeks. How many people here remember Batman Forever?
3: I, I do. do. my. Like, my- that's my favorite movie, and I watched it a lot. It's a
2: classic. I know everyone hates it, but it's a good damn film. Tommy Lee Jones? James Carey?
1: <laughs> it's like he a good, scary. bad movie. No, it's Al bizarre.
3: is a really great Batman, I think people don't notice that a lot. And I it also thought he
2: had the worst writing ever. Literally, I forget the homeboy that plays Robin. It's like, holy... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> holy something, yeah. said Holy something. He goes, look, there's holes in the ground. I'm like, y'all didn't have to write that in this movie? This is not needed.
0: <laughs> there were a lot of problems with that movie. I'm actually surprised that when I brought it up, you guys didn't all just groan. In fact, you did the opposite. You were like, hey, you know what? A lot of people don't appreciate that movie. It's, it's kind like of a dumb one It's like
2: the room. Room.
0: It's like, that bad. It's so, it's so bad. Bad. That bad
2: that, that Tommy Lee Jones room, has gone on record saying he absolutely hated Jim Carrey after that movie. He cannot be in the same room with him anymore.
0: Wow! Well, Damn. Tommy Jones is a hater. They have different vibes. I don't see those two getting along no matter For what. For sure,
3: they're not I like. Hey, I will protect Jim Carrey. Jim over Carrey's
0: this. energy and Tommy Jones be like, just leave
2: me the fuck alone. Just let right. in this movie, I'm... please. Stop bothering me, you crazy, yeah. silly man.
3: I'm still
1: a character.
2: Or am <laughs> 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 Hey, Tommy boy! Oh my we god! Probably did that you probably
3: did that every single day. I'll it's eight
2: thirty in the morning, James. Let's just let's just do the scene. Let's just do the scene.
3: I'm, so, ready. I'm ready in the
2: sea. <laughs> in case you're
0: wondering, there is a reason that I'm digging up this 23 year old. Uh,
1: really, that one? Dang, old,
0: right? Isn't that when it came out, '97 or? or uh, no, 90s? it, it yeah. came out. That meant forever, right?
1: '95. Was it '95? '94,
0: '95. was '95? okay yeah that's two hours that's, and two that's minutes a, that's a 25 it's two hours 39 percent
1: on rotten tomato <laughs> really it
3: should at least be that's like 50, i mean it
0: is generous they're It's generous. So there's a reason that I'm bringing it up. Uh, And it's, I guess it's kind of tangentially related. Here we are talking about entertainment. It's the first thing that everybody goes to, right? It's like you're laid up in your house. What are you going to do? Everybody's watching television all day long, right? It's the reason people are getting bumped off of their accounts. Uh, It's the reason that, you know, Johnny – is it Joey? Johnny Exotic, right? Joe Exotic. Joe Joe uh, Joe, Exotic. Yeah, Yeah. Joe Exotic. The reason Joe Exotic has become – you know, household the focal name. Household, national name. Yes, household name. Household that's, name. That's what I, that's better. That um, and I just remembered the Riddler's weapon from that movie. Does everybody remember the, the weapon that he invented? He invented Netflix. Riddler box. Yes. The Riddler <laughs> box was Netflix. It was a device that you just put on your TV and it just streamed content directly into your brain and mm-hmm. extracted data from your brain. Right. They created mm-hmm. this kind of like symbiotic entertainment relationship where like entertainment was so good. That's all, that's all people wanted to do all day. And, and in order to pay for the content, you gave up, everything that was in your brain, which is basically what we do every day by using the internet and also by streaming content and contributing to algorithms. And I just thought, guys, it's time to revisit in this time where everybody's just sitting around, giving themselves completely over to the internet, not asking anymore about what data we're handing over, being mined for all of our information and thoughts all the time. Siri and Alexa are listening to everything that we do. The Riddler came up with this idea. He was the Steve Jobs of all of, of, he was the architect of this age and it's time to give Jim Carrey's Riddler a little bit more credit and the writers of that film a little bit more credit than they deserve so I, as painful as it is I am I am encouraging our listeners because you're probably running out of content go back and watch Batman Forever it was kind of a, a forgotten film you know it's like everybody everybody remembers Batman and Robin for the bat nipples right and for killing
2: <laughs> <That will be laughs> that and Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: <laughs> with every and, ice cream um, uh, he ever had
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every icon I ever in had. <laughs>
0: but that one was so trash that it kind of overshadowed the trash of forever and the first two were so good because they were tim burton movies and they were so freaky and odd like batman forever is kind of like the middle child of that like part of the franchise so you know it it got a little forgotten but again yeah tommy lee jones top-notch cast tommy lee jones jim carrey val kilmer worth a visit and while you're streaming it Think about the Riddler's weapon and how it might relate to your own life. I think it might be more related to Hulu just because it's green, because the Riddler is green, but like mm-hmm. the exact same <laughs> color green as Hulu. But I'm just putting it out there. I, I right. ran this past my brother, who has been a guest on this show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, as like a true geek and lover of all content, Agreed. He said, you're tripping me out, man. I'm going to have to go back and watch that movie because I think you're right. I think the Riddler that we all have in our homes right now. It was an Apple TV that he invented. He invented the Roku.
3: So thanks to the Riddler, both streaming services always be like, well, since you like anime, any anime. And I'm like, okay, okay. Or since you like Game of Thrones, any like sci-fi fantasy show (laughs) on both streaming. And I'm like, thanks. I'm always trying to
0: disrupt the analog. I'm, all, I'll, I'll like let me go watch something I don't like just to throw that analog off, Because right. you know? they, they say you might also like. I always say you don't know me. You don't know what I might like. Right, right, right. You, you think you know me, but you don't know me. I'm, I'm very. i would be like you don't know
3: me, and I watch it. I'm like, yeah. oh, you did know me. I was not yeah. prepared for the show, but I like it now.
0: But, Although some analog, you know, like it's some of those uh, algorithms get me. Like a lot of times I'll be scrolling through Instagram and, I'll, and there'll be an ad, and it's like always for like, man, those are nice looking shoes. I do want those sneakers. Oh my God. That's, yeah, that's
3: Facebook for me. Facebook knows all right. my desires. They know what I want to buy.
1: Don't know why. Mm-hmm. All Ooh, my anime clothes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's mm-hmm. all these little boutiques you like Dragon Ball Z? You like mm-hmm. Naruto? You love My Hero Academia. And I was like, I do. How did you know? I want, I want all of them. They're $50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Stop
3: yes. it. You algorithms suck. But thank you for thinking about me.
0: Yeah. Uh, with that, I want to thank, first of all, I want to thank you, Kat, for inviting me into your realm. I feel like we got to be guests on each other's show. This was very special. I hope that we get to do it again. Yes. Uh, obviously, I want to thank you, Marlon, for being really just on point. Some very astute analysis. I think it might be time for you to have a column here just because your ability to provide. He has provide- Marlon's Corner.
1: Oh, he, has- <laughs> he
3: has a See? Corner.
0: I should have known. I should have known. Corner. Marlon's Corner already existed. <laughs> Back
3: to Marlon's Corner next
0: Yes. Uh, And of course, E-Ming, I think, deserves a special shout out tonight because you had a lot to manage. You had two wordy wordy hosts fighting for airtime, cuts, people getting bounced. Two different shows, so much to manage, so many personalities, and don't don't forget all the Dark Phoenix references that we made. You know, which I'm sure mm-hmm. was not easy for you. So you deserve a special shout out. Also, this was a marathon session, so thank you as always. I mean, this right of, you know,
1: you see that, this <laughs> is
0: a real test of Which will.
1: thing? No, like,
0: wow. I, I, I enjoyed enjoy this. This was fun, the fun for me. I
3: saw the analogy, and I was just like, Oh,
0: oh yeah, just... well you are. You know, we know that you can run a marathon. Oh, no, you didn't know but...
1: you did that. I
3: was going to cut that.
0: we got to make you a medal now. <laughs> That's true. I had no idea. That was not intentional. Make but do you think medal now. We've make you a medal. How about
1: that? <laughs> all you right.
3: don't need to do okay.
0: because you do this all
3: the time.
0: Thank you to all three of you. This was a delight. I hope we do it again. Thanks also to our listeners. Until next time, Quest On, everybody.
1: This episode of Quest On Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California.